We've just started this podcast and you're already yelling at me. You have your your tw- your texts going off. The people can... Boop, Give me two boop, seconds. Give boop, me two seconds. I was boop, literally lowering boop. it as you said First of all, it. Well, you're not even that popular. You know what, what are you doing over there? Somebody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joseph. Hello, Yellow Marie Marsh. You ain't better than me. Go, 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 Joseph. You know what they say. <laughs> Welcome to a very serious podcast. Yeah, hi. Where Joseph Taranto and I recap our favorite show ID's disappeared episode by episode, but we try and make it a little palatable for you. Absolutely. We try and laugh at some things, never at the people, never no. at the murder, mostly at each other. Yeah, we thought we'd do this in life. You know what? We should get paid for it. We should. Why not? <laughs> Let's talk into microphones and see who listens. I mean, we berate each other in real life. Let's get people to sponsor us. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so if you know Joey and I, you know that our first home is the stage. So we would love you to come join us on our fall live tour. If you are in New York, we will be there August 29th. And then we'll be in Boston September 7th. Then Orlando September 11th. And then we finish out with a big old bang in Dallas, Texas September 15th. And we're covering the trashiest episode there has ever been, and that is the Royal Scoops Daniels episode. We cannot wait for you to see it. You can also feel free to join us on the Patreon. That is the Drama Club. We have been covering some doozies just for you. We are smack dab in the middle of I almost got away with it, almost being the operative word. Oh, absolutely. And if you missed that other woman who used to go here, there's a backlog of episodes. You can revisit her scrouching and screaming in your ear. You can download and <laughs> Binge over a hundred episodes of your favorite true crime TV shows. Just head on over to our website, click the Patreon link, and subscribe and listen to us twice a week if you feel like it. Or don't, we're not the police. Yeah, we don't tell you what to do. Also, there's always a bonus thing every month. Plus, you get access to our close friends on Instagram and first crack at merch and live shows. There's a lot of perks. There are. This month, we're going to be doing a Zoom hang. Bring your family, bring a drink, bring your puppy dog. We'll sit there and we'll just gab a bit. On the Patreon, we're like, those two twins in The Shining where we're like, come play with us forever. Okay, stop scaring the people. Sorry. We love you. Let's get to the episode. <laughs> Season 8, Episode 12, Lost Angel tells the story of the disappearance of Angel Garcia. A startling disturbance in the dead of night. And all of a sudden, this loud yelling woke me up. And I hear this voice say, go ahead, break it. But it sounded like my son's voice. The next morning, a young man and his dirt bike have vanished. No bike, no cell phone, no ID, absolutely nothing. Rumors fly, only deepening the mystery. Josh had claimed a a Jeep Cherokee had driven past them and then began to chase them. Investigators exhaust every lead, but end up baffled. It's hard to to tell his mom we don't have any answers for her. We can't give her what she wants, and that's her son. Leaving a family devastated and desperate for closure. I have nowhere to go. I have nowhere to look. That's my only son. So it's October 2011, and we hear about 19-year-old Angel Garcia, who is in the kitchen cooking. Turns out since his girlfriend moved in, he's become a proficient cook. 
Honestly, that's what we need in our lives. A man who will bake the lasagna, fry the chicken, and maybe rub our toes after. What a blessing. Well, I mean, listen, I don't like it, and I don't want it, but I applaud you for it. Oh, okay. Well, I used to tell myself that I liked cooking. I just didn't have the time. That's what I'm saying. Someone else can do it. Yeah, that was a lie. Oh. Yeah. I don't like cooking. It's a chore, and it's a bore. It's a chore and a bore. We'll fall in love with somebody who likes to cook. Well, Angel loved it, and in the reenactment, it looks like he's making home fries, which I'm starving. (laughs) Angel and his girlfriend, Omira, met on Facebook 14 months earlier. Angel and Omira's relationship got serious pretty quickly, and Omira and her two-year-old son, Joxel, moved in with Angel and his mom. That's when I found out she had a kid, so I said, well, I mean, I have no other choice, so let us stay here with us. Soon, Omira and Joxel become a cherished part of the household. So we learned that Angel had a new girlfriend, and that was his inspiration to start learning to cook. And guess what? Angel's mom, Mama Laura, she benefited from it. She was like, oh, new girlfriend, new you. I see. I don't mind coming home to a home-cooked meal every single night. Yeah, I also think she was a little pissed. (laughs) Because she's like, oh, okay, all of a sudden there's another woman in your life, and all of a sudden you love to cook. (laughs) She was like, where was all this gumption for cooking when I was making you three meals a day, you lazy so-and-so? She actually does a little bit of like cute tongue in cheek, which I like. I enjoyed her from the get go. Yeah. So now I'm sure you're curious. <coughs> so I'm sure now that you're curious about this living situation. So here it is. Angel met his girlfriend, Omira. <clears throat> I have phlegm in my throat. Okay, take can't a get sip out. of water. Jennifer. So Angel met his girlfriend, Omira, on Facebook, and they fell pretty hard for each other. And so one day, Angel tells Mama Laura, look, Omira and her two-year-old son, Joxel, don't have anywhere to go. Do you think they could move in with us? And you know what? Mama Laura was like, she's got a kid. We can't have any child without a roof over their head, so tell them to come on in. Yeah, I ordered a DNA test yesterday because I'm convinced me and Mama Laura are related. She's like, yep, she comes here, she lives with us. So Omira moves in, and they were instantly a family, and I really like the way Mama Laura said it. She's like, I I don't mean just us. Yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't just our household. Our extended family, we are family. Cue music. We are family. Um, Oh, okay, I thought we were going to keep going. I But we learned very quickly, like, family is everything to these people. Mama Laura, it's very important. So we learned Mama Laura was a single mom. You know, go off all you strong single moms out there and single dads. I know that, too. And what she really loved was watching Angel be a stepdad to Omira's son. And listen, Omira was really scared of the way Angel would react. And I get that. That is... Whoo, that's, I've said it before, dating with kids, it's a whole other thing, but Angel was there. He was there. He wasn't scared. He scooped him up. He really relished that position. I think that made Mama Laura a little proud. I'm, I'm, I, she didn't say that, but the way she was explaining it, I felt like she had a lot of pride about that. It's very sweet. He was also an uncle. His, he had a sister named Rose, and he was obsessed with Rose's baby, Amani. Like, he played video games with the baby on his lap. It just was, like, very cute. There's a lot of love in this family, and they all look out for each other. So we arrive on the evening of Thursday, October 20th, and Mama Laura's come home from a long day of work, and baby, her son Angel has a plate of food, chicken and mac and cheese waiting for her. I don't even like mac and cheese very much, but come on, after a long day of working, I will eat anything that is homemade. Wait, did you say you don't like mac and cheese? It's not my go-to. It's just a lot of cheese. 
I feel like my insides are sticking together. It's noodles and cheese. I don't know. If you know I'm that- not interested in being disrespected on my own podcast like that. You oh, know what I'm I mean? So I'm so sorry. Yeah. You disrespect yourself with that bun on your head right now. I wish y'all could see it. Look like you look like <laughs> Jackpot Jackie being hauled into court in Mississippi. Okay, you you got le- you got less you got bigger problems than my, me not liking mac and cheese. Okay, <laughs> I just I think you're gonna get some kickback. Oh, go I ahead. Don't know, maybe you're a sociopath. Send me an email about it. It is Ellen Marie Marsh <laughs> at obsessnetwork.com. <laughs> you can also go to www.beataddeadhorse.com. Mama Laura was like, I mean that sounds delicious, but I'm going to bed. And she goes to bed at 10 p.m. They say there I love yous and they say good night. The next morning, as she gets ready to leave for work, she sees that her son is still sleeping. Angel will go to school whenever he feels like going to school. And sometimes I will get him out of bed before I left to work. He will get up and he will get dressed. I will leave to work and then find out that he didn't go to school. His mother says that since third grade, Angel has struggled in school with attention deficit disorder. Although he's fallen a couple years behind, Angel is still determined to earn his high school diploma. Now, Angel was still in school. He hadn't finished high school yet, was determined to do it, but he struggled with school and often skipped class. He was uh, diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, and it was hard for him to sit in a classroom. Honestly, same. Yeah. Absolutely same. In a music rehearsal, I struggle so much. Unless you, I'm singing and you're telling me what I'm singing— I struggle. Yeah, and he didn't like taking medication. And I can really empathize with that because what he said was it made him feel like a zombie. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I can speak to not wanting to be medicated because there are things associated with ADD and ADHD. I like my brain and I didn't want my brain, you know, to change. Well, I was going to ask you, when you take your medicine, what does it feel like? I feel like I can focus. And it doesn't, I mean, I've never seen you act like a zombie The zombie thing, you know, because this is interesting because that actually is a sign that he was probably slightly over-medicated. Oh, right. Because it's all a balance. Everybody's brain is different, and it is, unfortunately, with stimulants like that, a trial and error. But that, like, flattening effect... That like zombie effect is usually again it's not a, a doctor. A dosage is yeah, know. it's usually an incorrect dosage. But he didn't like taking his medicine, and I actually know a lot of people that live with ADD and ADHD that don't like taking their medicine either. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, listen, Angel was like I said, he was determined to get his diploma. So Mama Laura leaves for work thinking he'll go to school. Yeah, he didn't go to school. Didn't go to school because he recently got a red Honda dirt bike. Cue to me rolling my eyes because motorcycles and dirt bikes scared the bejesus out of me. I love them. Do you know my stepbrother broke his collarbone? When I say broke his collarbone, his collarbone went through his skin. Are you serious? Oh, bad, 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 bad. This shit scares me. And when he got the dirt bike, Mama Laura was like, I mean, dirt bikes scare me, but also, where did you get that? Yeah, how did you get that? Those things are expensive. And he was like, I got the money from my dad. And she was like, and I just didn't ask any more questions. Yeah. Because I didn't want to push. And then we see some YouTube videos of him and his friends on dirt bikes and ATVs. I'm petrified. None of them are wearing helmets. I know. But I mean, this was like a big thing where he lived. We're talking like 15, 20 guys all riding these ATVs and these Four dirt wheelers, bikes. Yeah. All that. Yeah. And that's when we meet Detective Anthony Rykowski of the Hartford Police Department. 
this man is a looker. I feel like he had a lot of audacity to come onto my non-HD TV with that chiseled face. Honey, I thought you were about to talk shit about my man and we were going to fight. He's got a buzz cut, a dimple in his chin, and a place in my bed whenever he wants. Well, I did have a question for him. What? Uh, and this is just for him. So if you are Detective Anthony Rakowski, you can stay. And if you're not, please fast forward. I'll give you a second. Do you want to lay on top of me? <laughs> no funny business, nothing weird, just the weight of your body all your on my body. Don't make this weird. Just say yes. Like many teens in Hartford, Angel and his friends indulge their need for speed by cruising the streets and park trails. There's not really a lot of places to ride, especially in the city of Hartford. So you'll see this kind of riding literally on Main Street sometimes. You get on your bike and you ride, and you ride anywhere you can. The streets, the parks, Everyone gets together and it's fun for them. He's explaining to us about this dirt bike culture in the city of Hartford. And he said that there's not a lot of places to ride no. in Hartford, to which I say there's very exquisite places to ride in Jersey City. Who am I? Oh, oh, wow. You talk about men's audacity. The audacity you have thinking that Patrick's going to let Jennifer keep this in the episode. <laughs> <Jennifer>! <laughs> So this particular day, it's a Friday morning around 10.30 a.m., Angel is out riding with his best friend, Joel. And Joel's uncle had some property behind his house, and that's they like to ride back there. By the way, they keep intersplicing all these YouTube videos, like, throughout talking about this. They're real do, videos. Do we still say Papa Wheelie? There is one guy. He is on a dirt bike, and it's like a unicycle. He has the thing at a one... Is that 180? Ellen, what? you don't see this in Manhattan? We have dirt bike slash... You know I don't look at anything. Okay. You know I don't pay slash attention four-wheeler, like, groups of people that ride around. They ride in, in Harlem around my place all the time and I saw someone pop a wheelie and fall yeah. backwards and the four-wheeler fell all on them. All these videos give me those vibes. Like, at any moment, someone is gonna fall backwards. I don't fuck around with that. Listen, I said I like dirt bikes. Like, I would love to ride a motorcycle but Jen Perry said to me, I worked in the emergency room and people who come into the emergency room from a motorcycle accident never come in alive. Oh, God! And I was like, well, that quelled that interest I had. Cut to these boys having a blast on their <laughs> dirt bikes. <laughs> So they're just riding back there. They're having a good time. There was a bike issue and they fixed it. And then after a couple hours, Joel's ATV runs out of gas. And I mean, did well, you that happens. Yeah, the, to boys. Yeah. yeah. Well, did sure. you look at the E? Right. <sighs> the uh, the audacity. You know what I mean? So they push the bike <laughs> home, womp womp. And Joel was like, "I have some stuff to go do," but Angel wanted to continue riding, so he rode off. East, which Christopher says he rode off east, which Christopher, do you think we're like fucking Magellan over here with a compass? <laughs> what am I, Christopher Columbus pointing yeah. in the direction of a place I'm going to call my own, which is not? Yeah, we're Lewis and Clark over here. Oh, he went east. <laughs> oh, get to like we're sitting here with a map. <laughs> So, yeah, he was going to head to East Hartford because apparently there's trails back there. Yeah, he wasn't done with his day. Yeah, he wasn't done with his day. He's like, I'm going to East Hartford to do some riding. Fast forward to that night, 9.30 p.m., Mama Laura is like, where's Angel? That night around 9.30 p.m., Laura is ready to turn in when she notices Angel hasn't come home yet. Then, in the middle of the night, Angel's mom hears a chilling voice echoing in from the street. This loud yelling woke me up. And I hear this voice say, go ahead, break it. But it sounded like my son's voice. Laura throws open her bedroom door in a panic. 
and runs into Angel's girlfriend, Omira in the hall, looking just as frightened as she is. Now, this is where I realize that Mama Laura and I, in fact, are not related. Because in the middle of the night, something wakes her up and I sleep like a dead person. <laughs> I can, I will, if you are getting murdered in my house, I feel bad because I'm not going to hear you. I'm not going to hear anything. Good to know. Yeah. So she wakes up and she swears she hears Angel's voice yelling, go ahead, break it. And then she finds Angel's girlfriend, Omira, in the hallway as well. So she's like, okay, good. You heard this you too. You heard it? Yeah, you yeah. heard it. So like, oh, that was weird. So they have a Nev Campbell scream moment and they're like, I'm going out onto the porch. Yeah. And so they go out of the porch to check it out. Nothing. Nothing. No one is there. And she's like, well, you know what else? He hasn't picked up his phone all day. And he hasn't come home because Omira was like, the last time I spoke to him was around 11. And I called him and he said, hey, baby, you know, I'm writing. Call you back. She kept calling him throughout the day and he did not answer. Yeah. So she's thinking that either his cell phone is dead or he's just he doesn't have service. But now that he's not home, yeah. they're scared. They are nervous. Yeah. So Mama Laura gets on the phone and starts calling everybody. Yeah. And everything about it is weird to Mama Laura. Because Detective, do you have an OnlyFans account? I would like to like, comment, subscribe. Says that, <laughs> you know, Angel didn't stay out. He always answered his phone. None of this was adding up to any kind of behavior that he had demonstrated in his past. You know how we'll have some case and they'll be like, well, it turned out they love to go missing. Right. <laughs> that, that was not the case here. So by that evening, Saturday evening, Mama Laura begins to panic. Yeah. So she's like, it's been 24 hours. I'm calling the cops. They come. They take a missing persons report. Sister Rose says, hey, he was out riding with his buddy, Joel. You might want to talk to him. So they hightail it over to Joel's and he's like, yeah, we were riding together. And he basically told the same story. And he said, I had gone riding. I didn't want to go off with Angel for two reasons. He's like, number one, he was heading to East Hartford. And that area is like scary. It's by the highway. And Joel was like, I also had errands to run. I had to swing by the farmer's market. I left my dry cleaning <laughs> in an absolutely inexcusable amount of time. I also needed these new creme brulee dishes because my last one's broke and you can't ruin a set. It just doesn't look good when you have company. Were we watching the same episode? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think we were. <laughs> so just as I'm about to engrave my wedding invitations with the hot detective, I see him <laughs> walking in that suit. I didn't pay attention to the suit. I was only looking at the face. Okay. Well, that was the most ill-fitting suit I have ever seen in my life. It was like he got locked out of his apartment that day and he went to some dude at the gym who shops at the big and tall store. Uh -huh. He's like, bro, do you have a suit? I have this thing for disappeared today. And he's like, I, I just need a suit. Ellen, you can fix that. I, you can fix that. I don't have... Take the suit to the man's tailor while he sleeps. I don't have a lot of secondhand embarrassment because I have my hands full with my firsthand embarrassment. <laughs> but I was deeply embarrassed for this man. Listen, I will say there's nothing worse than an ill-fitting suit on a man. It it's really bad. It looked it like he was wearing his brother's clothes. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm wearing my dad's suit. It might not have scared Angel, but crossing the Connecticut River on a dirt bike can be a very risky maneuver. The Connecticut River here separates Hartford from East Hartford, so we knew, obviously, he's got to pick where he's going to cross. Two road bridges span the river, but crossing over in fast-moving highway traffic on a small and relatively underpowered dirt bike could be treacherous. His other option is, is to ride over the train trestle. We see a lot of dirt bike and ATV riders will use that avenue to get across the river. To get to East Hartford, you have to go into the highway. 
mm-hmm. right, to cross the Connecticut River. And it's very dangerous to do that on a dirt bike. Well, it's not just dangerous. It's illegal. They didn't say yes. that in the episode, but they are not allowed to be ridden on public roads in the state of Connecticut. Oh, well, then that makes sense. Yeah. However, there is a third bridge. It's a railroad bridge, which is obviously meant for trains. <laughs> but a lot of bikers would take it to avoid the highway. Right. And I see this bridge. They call it a trestle. Is that yeah. what they call yeah. it? And all I can think of is Lost Boys. I've never seen the Lost Boys. Uh, okay, I saw that movie one time and one time only. Oh, wait, only, I did when I was a kid. And all I remember is being petrified of Kiefer Sutherland, and I never Of who? Wa- of Kiefer... Kiefer Sutherland. Help a lord. <laughs> he is terrifying. That was a terrifying movie. Did you not see it? I, I'm remembering. I'm seeing. It took me a second. It's the vampire movie, right? Yeah, it's vampires, it but a it's kid. a Peter Pan vampire movie. I oh. hate horror movies. Because What's a horror movie meant to do? Make you feel like what? Uneasy and scared? Join me inside my brain for five <laughs> minutes. Like, okay. I, yeah. It's a long screening of Saw up in there. So yeah, but this trestle screams Lost Boys. If you know, you know. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'll revisit it. Okay. Uh, so, so here's the thing. <laughs> I like how he was just like, any way to shut me up. He's like, great, I'll watch it again. Anyway, that was the most appeasing <laughs> I love you. Statement. I actually do want to watch it. I love vampires. Yeah, you look beautiful. Our reservation's at seven. Great. Yeah, no, the red one. You do look You do look beautiful. <laughs> the red Fall one. Pilgrim. I was going to go with the so... black one. The black one. Great. <laughs> Due to recent heavy rain, The river was at flood stage, running high and fast. At the time he went missing, the water was very, very, very high, much higher than it is now, probably 15 to 20 feet over what you see. Police wonder, could Angel have lost control of his bike and fallen from the railroad bridge? It's their best guess. Despite a lack of evidence, nothing has washed ashore. So investigators had to consider the possibility that Maybe he was crossing the railroad bridge, fell off his bike, and got swept up in the current, which was ridiculous at the time. Yeah. And now, you know, detective, I'm just not that into you anymore. I'm sorry. It it was your suit the whole time. <laughs> Says that, like, but also we don't know if he made it to East Hartford because there's a lot of action. There's a lot of businesses, including this car dealership that he knew. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, that they knew that they rode back. And there's tons of surveillance. And no one saw this red bike and no one saw Angel. So he's like, maybe he didn't make it over there. Well, the truth is, is there's a lot of places that Angel could be. So the possibilities are endless, really. And so that means that there's a lot of ground to cover. Is he injured somewhere? Is he trapped? Did he sadly fall into the river? We don't know. So no matter what, the police are like, we don't have a lot of time to act. Yeah. And beyond Angel being missing, they can't find his bike either. No. It's not like it was abandoned or left. And it is a big old red dirt bike. Yeah. So then they're like, you know what? He had his phone on him. Let's ping it. And see where it pinged last. Well, his phone last pinged off of a tower at 3.28 p.m. on that Friday he went missing near some railroad tracks in West Hartford. So it's Saturday and they start to search on foot and dirt bikes and ATVs. They're combing as much area as they can. But what is interesting in this scenario is they can not only look for signs of him, they can look for tracks. They can match his tires and look for the tracks 
But there's no tracks anywhere. There's not a track. There's not a phone. There's yeah. not a bike. There's not an article of clothing. There is nothing. We also, we see news footage, you know, because they checked this whole area, you know, and they, they show the the search. And I know this is always sad. And we see it a lot when we see the actual news footage. But it also kind of like hits me right in the, the feel, uh-huh. the feeling part of my cold, dead heart. Uh-huh. Just seeing people come together. I will say that the police... They took this seriously. Yeah. They really did make an effort, and we don't always see that, yeah. especially when there's people of color involved. Yeah. And the whole town of Hartford rallied behind yeah. Angel. I it is beautiful get, to see. Yeah. I always, you know, people taking their time and their weekend and going and searching for something. I know it, it is sad, but there's a part of me that's like, ah. Uh. There's good people. Yeah, absolutely. It is heartening, especially these days. So the next day, it's Sunday morning, and police decide, you know what? We should go check out Joel's uncle's place. See if maybe he went back to that area and kept riding. Maybe he got trapped. They did try to search a part of the Connecticut River with sonar to see if they could find anything that looked like a bike. But it's very difficult. That water, it was so deep and dark. They don't find anything at the uncle's place. So they're like, fuck. Also, a lot of things about this river are working against them. It's over 400 miles. It spans four states. Four states. And, you know, uh, officer, I once had feelings for you and now I don't, says that it was, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of movement in, you know, the river. And then Christopher says, now, Christopher, I have asked you time and time again, but you said it anyway, didn't you, Christopher? Tell them what you said. Angel Garcia seems to have vanished without a trace. Why, Christopher? Why? Why do you make me, why do you make me be like this? Why do you make me be like this in front of all of our friends and family? You know he didn't disappear into thin air, Christopher. Does BetterHelp have couples therapy? For me and you or me and Christopher? Probably both. (laughs) She's got many appointments through the day. BetterHelp is like, it's her, it's her again. (laughs) Call her, call for backup. Have a punch card. The 10th one is free. Yeah. <laughs> Better help does not have punch cards. <laughs> so now listen, Angel's family is distressed and they're heartbroken. But at this point, a friend of Angel's comes forward with some new information. In the midst of the confusion, a friend of Angel's comes forward with a remarkable and seemingly credible tip. He says he saw Angel riding his bike on Thursday, the night before he disappeared, and it looked like somebody was after him. Josh claimed that as they were riding on New Britain Avenue, this Jeep passed them, did an abrupt U-turn, and began to chase him. So his friend Josh was like, listen, the night before Angel went missing, you know that bike group of us that hangs out and makes a lot of noise and pops the wheelies in the streets? Sorry about that. I know that's illegal and must be really loud. But any hoops, we were riding our bikes around Trinity College and there was this tan Grand Jeep Cherokee. They saw us, you know, shine their lights on us, immediately flipped a U-turn and started to chase us. Honey, nobody flips a U-turn. Well, I was about to say flip a bitch, but I realized that might be a colloquial. Is that a California thing? What the shit okay, is a that flip is. a bitch? Yeah, so where I grew up, we used to say, did anyone else say this? Where When I grew up, he'd be like, oh, go down here, flip a bitch, and then let's go the other way. Why do they say flip a bitch? Is that a Northern California thing? Help me out. I don't know. Because someone was about to say flip a bitch and then make a U-turn and turn into flip Honey, <laughs> welcome, welcome to San Francisco. Francisco, where the hippies smell and you flip a bitch on the road, okay? Flip a bitch. 
flipping a bitch. Okay, Oakland is wild. You're done. You're done. <laughs> You're done. So, <laughs> so at some point during this chase, Angel takes off into a field where the, the Jeep can't follow him. Then the Jeep circles back to Josh and pulls up next to Josh. And the two men who were in the Jeep were described as white, both blonde. And they said, hey, where'd your friend go? Yeah. Now, Discovery done pissed me off because we don't know what else was said. What did Josh say? What did the two blondes say? They don't tell us. We'll never know. Where is Josh? Yeah, but like that that's all. They're yeah. like, hey, where'd your friend go? Okay, yeah. that's it. So officer, once we had something and now we don't, was like, wait, did Angel have beef with someone? Like, well, what's going on here? Then another friend comes out. Best friend Lewis comes out. He's like, I got, hey, I got some more news for you. Lewis admits that Angel's red dirt bike was actually stolen property. And Lewis, Joel, and Angel were the ones who stole it. It was a, a dumb decision that they had made, and his friends were willing to admit to that if it meant helping find Angel. And that's what they did. We have seen this before, where friends are like, we did like a bad thing, and you're cops, and am I going to get in trouble if I tell you this bad thing that yeah. we did? Because I want to help, but I also don't want to get in trouble. We saw it with the Brian Barton case, and it just does come up. So Lewis was like, listen, I was scared to tell you Angel and a couple of us stole that red dirt bike. Yeah, so now this changes the course of the investigation. And officer, you're still the one that I want, goes, okay, you're going to need to tell me Mm -hmm. the details. So here's what happened. Angel had come across a Craigslist uh, ad for a dirt bike and said to Lewis and Joel, here's my plan. I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to test ride the bike. I'm going to drive it around the corner. We're going to put it in the truck and we're just going to take off. And that's what they did. And they loaded it and they drove away. They stole it. And of course, Mama Laura is shocked. Of course she is. She's disappointed. Also, that's embarrassing. You know, when your kid does something wrong, you're like, you know, that's wrong. But you know what's more embarrassing? When parents make excuses for their kids. Yeah. And she didn't. She did not. She was like, I don't care that all of your friends had a dirt bike and you didn't. That is no excuse. I've taught you since you were little. You earned the things that you own. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I respect that a lot. Oh, absolutely. And that D word is mighty, mighty strong. Yep. Disappointment. Oh, man. Because when I don't get mad at Lola and I just get like, okay, and I get really disappointed, she is is so distraught. And that's what Mama Laura was thinking. And you're right. And she was totally accountable. She's like, yeah, that was really disappointing. He yeah. knew better than that. Yeah. So now the cops put two and two together and they see that a bike fitting that description went missing a month prior in Windsor, Connecticut. And they tracked down the theft victims pretty easily. And it's a 15-year-old and his stepdad. And they questioned him. And they were like, hey, this is kind of a little bit more about your bike. This is about a missing person. They show him a picture of Angel. They're like, yeah, Yeah, that that was him. him. And pretty much every detail of the story that they tell was exactly how Lewis told them. You know, like, so they look into the motive of these two people and nothing matches up. They were cooperative. They didn't Neither have an of them SUV. had blonde hair. Yeah, and they were just like they were they were actually just victims of, you know, petty yeah. theft. So now they're thinking, okay, well we can't link these two. 
That doesn't mean a cousin of theirs didn't, you know, spot Angel or a friend or something and decide to take matters into their own hands, but the police don't know. But what they do know is Joel was the last person to see Angel. Yeah. So investigators get a statement from him down at the station. Yeah, so they are just like, well, well I guess we'll go back to Joel. Yeah. And he really didn't have anything different Yeah, to his story say. was the same. I think the family was a little more sus of Joel because the family was like, you know, Angel didn't ride by himself. But I have said this before. There are a lot of families that will tend to make sweeping statement, especially when they're hurting. Absolutely. You know, you can't ever say that nobody would ever do something. We say that all the time here. Yeah. And they're trying to make sense of it. And I get that. But their point was they didn't think that Angel would leave Joel willingly. Sure. You know? And also, you know, Mama Laura says his dad had said, don't ever ride by yourself. Yeah. Especially when you're crossing those tracks. Do not do it. Yeah. But you know what? If I'm being perfectly honest, I've done things that if you knew about it, you would be like, that's out of character. Yeah. For you. And of I'm course sure vice versa. Have. Say vice versa. No, I don't do anything wrong. No. I did once in 96. Okay. I'm just going to stand back. I'm just waiting for that thunderbolt to come down. (laughs) Get her, Lord. Get her. (laughs) So... Also, it has to be said. Did you like how I committed to that bit and actually looked up? He, he was, yeah, he was really going through it. He was really being giving me method acting right here. So it turns out my ex-boyfriend was like, I mean, Joel showed us the railroad tracks. He answered every question we had. He was really cooperative. I don't think he was involved. Listen, when you're hurting, you're looking for an answer. Yeah. They want an answer. Could it be Joel? That's the last that makes sense. But unfortunately, under you know, the eyes of the law, there has to, you know, be a little bit more than that. And it it wasn't adding up that Joel was involved at all. Then an unexpected lead suddenly surfaces. Patrol officers learn that a tan Jeep Cherokee was recently involved in a hit and run minor collision. Could it be the same tan Jeep that Angel's friend Josh said chased Angel the night before he vanished? As the officers investigated that accident, they locate this Jeep unoccupied and learn that it was stolen in a carjacking. Uh, on the day that this chase allegedly occurred. So that's immediately something I wanted to know. You know, is this our car? And so they find the Jeep abandoned. Turns out it was a stolen vehicle. Uh. That's right, not just stolen, but carjacked. The night Angel and Josh had been chased. Yeah. So they get a warrant to seize the vehicle and they process it for forensics and DNA and they find a print. So, I mean, you know, unless you live in Breckenridge, you know you're putting that on the back burner for a hot second. That DNA didn't come back anytime soon. Yeah, but they're they're really hoping that something comes through because they're thinking two birds, one stone. Who stole this Jeep and who chased down Angel? You know what I mean? Right. So in the meantime, the cops get a tip that perhaps Joel wasn't the last person to see Angel. Right. They get a tip that a man by the name of Anthony said that he for sure saw Angel riding hours after he left Joel at like five. And they're like, whoa, whoa, this timeline is all fucked. So they go find Anthony. And Anthony was like, yes, I was riding with him at that time, but on Thursday. And he was emphatic about it. Yeah. And then the witness was like, Nope, it was Friday. Yeah. So, but Anthony says, baby, it was Thursday. Because at 5 p.m. on Friday, I was with my girlfriend. And then, um, yeah, we went home early. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. And then they go to the down bitch girlfriend. And the girlfriend was like, I mean, that's like half true. (laughs) We were out, but we stayed out late. We didn't go home. And they're like, okay, who's lying? Or are you just remembering wrong? Which... 
It is moments like this that I realized that if I were involved in any investigation, I would go right to jail. <laughs> because my memory for names and people and faces is impeccable. It really is. But I can say something happened yesterday and you could be like, baby, that was the February before last. <laughs> and I'm like, it was? Like, I have no mind for time Same. or day. That is so lost. I have friends that are so good. I am straight to jail. Send me pudding. I think it's Send our ADHD. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Uh, I would go absolutely to jail. So now they're like, is Anthony lying or is he really, really dumb? Well, here's the thing. It turns out he's just a dumb kid because he had a court-ordered 10 p.m. curfew and he violated his curfew. He was with his girlfriend, but he was hanging out past curfew. And so he was like, I didn't tell you because I was thinking I would get into trouble. Yeah. So now investigators are like, oh, yeah. okay. And but so- just remember that the lie about what you're lying about is always going to be worse than the thing. Absolutely. Don't lie to your parents. Don't, They're always going to find out. And don't lie to me. I always find out. I always... Do not underestimate my ability to find shit out. Well, that's because you a diggy-doer. I'm a what? You be, you're diggy-doing. You know, Idella, my, one of my best friends, yeah. Idella, her grandmother in New Orleans, and like, you know, in the South, we have a penchant for making up words or like think, getting words that are just close enough. Yeah. And her grandma... <laughs> used to say, and we still say it, she and I, I'll uh, be like, quit all that legating and diggy doing in amongst of them. <laughs> but it almost makes sense. So diggy doing. Quit being nosy. Quit hanging out and doing all this, doing all the extra in front of, in this group of people or we in front of the family. We should make a video of like Joey translates <laughs> New Orleans. Weeks pass. Tips on Angel's whereabouts continue to come into police, but none appear to be credible. For Angel's mother, hearing the gruesome scenarios of what might have happened to her son becomes almost impossible to endure. I had to train myself to not listen to no one else but the detectives. Because if I would have kept listening to people, I think I would have lost it. Terrible rumors are flying around that Mama Laura keeps catching wind of, every single one of them. Why do people do that? Why do you feel the need to sensationalize something that's already tragic and horrible? People are in pain, and you're going to make up these ridiculous stories and plant them, and then people start... It's like telephone. It's just cruel. Shut your fucking mouth. It's like emotional torture. It really, really makes me hurt for people. And, And also, you know... I have to remind myself that the good outweigh the bad when it comes to people. But it's just, just, it's a bad scenario. And then the bad, I'm like, can everyone just stop doing bad shit? Yeah. Everyone just stop. Yeah. Talk less shit. Call more therapists. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh. um, So so then in mid-December, it's now been two months after Angel's disappearance, the cops get the results from their fingerprint that they found in the stolen Jeep. And it wasn't what they were hoping for. Yes, not great. It belonged to a man who had a criminal record. It doesn't match the description of the people that Josh described in that Jeep Not even a little bit. So, another dead end. And so we come to January 9th, 2012, and a woman who works in a convenience store calls the cops. She swears up and down that Angel was in her store. Turns out she had a flyer in the convenience store. And this man, she was like, this man looks just like Angel. He also has a fresh tattoo on his neck that says Angel. This has got to be him. And we have cameras in the store. I mean, 
Congrats, Hartford, on having functioning, working security cameras. Yes. What a blessing. And they pull the security footage. And, of course, the still image of the security is grainy as fuck. But you know what? But Mama Laura looks at it, and she's like, oh, my God. That does look like Angel. But and didn't you does. think so? Oh, Side by God. side. Yes, Never. it does. And I thought it was really interesting because the woman, they were like, well, Angel doesn't have a tattoo. She's like, Mm-mm, I, you didn't let me finish my sentence. That tattoo looked new. Yeah. It looked brand new. And they're like, I mean, if he's been hiding in plain sight, th- maybe he got a tattoo. Maybe yeah. something happened. The Amber Gerwick of it all. What, we don't know, but it looks like him. It really did. And so the goal of the investigators is to find the man. So the clerk calls Hartford police and says, Yo, I saw this man again, and I got part of his license plate number. Now, they can't trace a partial plate, but they set up surveillance at the convenience store. Yeah, and the man I just recently fell out of love with was like, you know, he— You are cold-hearted. Listen, it was the suit. I once broke up with someone because he said he was going to shave his beard after shooting a film, and he didn't. Wow. Is that person me? No. (laughs) No, it was this guy that I dated. Well, it wasn't a beard. He had mutton chops that connected to a mustache. And it was for a movie. And then the day after the movie wrapped, I'm like, yay, look, you get to shave your facial hair. He's like, I kind of like it. And I was like, well, I kind of don't like you. Wow. Yeah. Well, what if somebody decided to break up with you because you dress like you look like you fell off the Mayflower? Yeah. That, 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 well, I mean, no, I'm going to do that because, you know, my hips are like Shakira. They don't lie. <laughs> What does she say? I have no idea. She actually, sings like Kermit the Frog, but I love her. Wait, do you know what? Actually, no one line. She says, lucky, lucky that, that my breasts are small and humble, so, so you, you don't, don't confuse them with mountains. Lucky that my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them. So they're in the right place at the right time because they're driving to the convenience store and they see the guy on the sidewalk. Yeah. They're like, that's him. Detectives can't believe their eyes. The man on the street is the spitting image of Angel. But police confirm that his name is Nelson. And he's never heard of Angel Garcia. It was not Angel, but it looked like him. It turns out the tattoo on Nelson's neck actually reads Ashley. Not Angel. It was incredibly disappointing, but it was also satisfying in that we ran it out definitively. Though this man is truly Angel's twin, it is a man named Nelson. And also his tattoo said Ashley and not Angel. I mean, Nancy Drew was very, very close and very helpful, but also don't tattoo anyone's name on you. Unless it's like maybe like your child, but don't do that with a partner. It's just, (laughs) I'm not saying that because I'm dead inside. Like, I'm not saying that, you know. Are you kidding me? Like, what if I had gotten... My ex's tattoo on me. Yeah. My ex's name tattooed on me. Yeah, and then you'd have to look for a partner with that same name. <laughs> I mean, can I interest you in a little bit of symbolism, mayhaps? <laughs> I mean, it's a nice way to demonstrate your commitment, but, you know, feed me french fries while I'm at the nail no. salon and my nails are yeah, wet. Yeah, don't tattoo my name on you. Buy me a house. Yeah, okay, rather so, than inking yourself. So it's been five years, and although tips are coming in, None of them lead anywhere. Yeah. And the case has gone cold. Yeah. And so they go back to their initial idea that maybe he fell in the river. And when they went back to that, when I was watching the episode, I was like, yeah, why didn't they search the river from the jump? 
Why didn't they get divers? And then my ex, who clearly is showing his true colors, said it was too deep. So I Googled it, and it's only 131 feet. Now, I mean, I say only, but beginning scuba divers are licensed to dive 130 feet. I've only ever dove 70 feet. But okay. you can dive that deep. I'm going to give Detective I Love You and will give you the benefit of the doubt. Is I think he, remember, he said when this happened, the water was 15 to 20 feet higher and the current was dangerously fast. So they couldn't get into the water. I mean, I guess, guess if Yo, that I were... was wondering, you just staring at no, me like I, I just... just called your mom a hoe or something. <laughs> I was like, why that... are you looking at me like that? If that were my kid, I'd be like, uh-huh, get a diver. Also, the water is so dark. It is so dark and murky. Are you going to text Ryan after this and tell him I that would. you've been defending his Will honor for the past 45 minutes? Tomorrow. Oh, my stars. He's I a mean, sweetheart. And honestly, I think also part of the reason I like him so much is because I can feel that he cares. He yes. really does care. Yes. You're, you're right. I'll give you some info at the end of the episode to back up your love right. of my former partner. Listen, I'm not jealous. If you guys find love together after I have cast him aside, I'm not going to begrudge you. I already this. found love and I ain't moving to Hartford. Okay. <laughs> but you can come visit me in New York, sir. You know what's so funny? Because you know how I call police stations whenever I'm like mad at them or yes. have a question. And this guy actually kind of like did everything right and was really great. And I was like, I don't have a reason to call him. You called him? I didn't. I was going to say, you called my man behind my back? No, I just mean I didn't have a reason to call him. I was going to say, you broke girl code. <laughs> I <laughs> broke up with him. He was my partner. You have my leftovers. You got my leftovers. Oh, you, when you get mad, you I'm just. I'm not mad. You, I'm perfect. Do I look mad? You do. Mm-hmm. You, you. I'm fine. <laughs> He's fuming. <laughs> so. Of course, we hear that Angel's disappearance has just, you know, taken a devastating toll on this family. And Mama Laura has taken it the hardest. And Sister Rose gives us, you know, ex- she's crying. And, of course, I'm crying. I'm a wreck. And she says, you know, Mama Laura has lost so much. Her whole world. She lost her job. Yeah, she lost, lost her, her job. And currently this case is classified as a missing person investigation it's not cold and you know if if he were alive today he would be you know 28 years old so they're still looking for information so if you do have an information regarding the case you're asked to contact the Hartford Police Department at 860-757-4000 and I mean, that's where the episode ends. There are a couple things. Well, one thing I wanted to tell you that they have had a couple vigils ever since. Yeah. And he was a nice guy. He just couldn't dress. And so I had to set him free. Has gone to all of them, as well as a lot of members of the Hartford police. So your instincts that they really did care were correct. They had a one-year vigil. They planted a tree five years after he was missing. And in every article I read, they made it a point to say that the Hartford Police Department was there. So I do think they took it really seriously. I really do think that he probably did have an accident and fell into the river. Yeah. And I think that, and and they talk about it, they're focused on the river. I really do think that that's what happened and that's also part of the reason they feel so terrible is that they can't prove it for reasons that are out of their power and their control. And I do think, you know, the pain of Mama Laura is so visceral. It's still so raw. I want to hug her so bad. But I can see that. They're like, I want to give this to you so bad, this closure. And they just can't. The 
only thing that makes me not fully, fully land on the river is what if Angel did make it home that night? Mm. And he was like, you know, attacked or something. Because how did Mama Laura and Omira hear his voice at the same time from different rooms? It could have been just a different person. It could You know what I mean? But there is that like little inkling of maybe he did make it home that day. I don't know. I unfortunately, I think it was an accident. And like I said, that river is vast. Yeah. And he was riding by himself. He was riding by himself and accidents happen and there would just be no way to find him. And uh, my heart breaks to that family. So um, say something funny. Well, you better quit all that diggy doing and legating amongst my officer boyfriend because I'll fight you. We had a little bit of makeup sex. Bow, 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 Oh, where is he? That sweet face. Honestly, I am sending that family so much good energy. My heart just breaks for them. Yeah. I know. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, down bitches. We love you so. We do. Thank you for letting us go on this journey. Don't forget to join us on the Patreon. It's a little more fun and a little more silly on the Patreon. I know we try to keep this light and fun for you, but we really are having a good time in the drama club. So please join us on the Patreon. And as always, you can follow us on social media. Tell them about it, Joey. Listen, we love to chat. I want to hear all of your theories in our Facebook group, which is called The Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast Facebook Discussion Group. Did I do it? No, baby. It's, it's, what you're, is you're it? You're embarrassing yourself. And you can find us on our Instagram <laughs> at The Disappeared Pod and follow us on Twitter. We're also on TikTok at Obsessed with Disappeared. You can find Joey on our personal socials. It's Joey Taranto and I'm Ellen Marsh. Don't forget my name is spelled with a Y. Yep. And if you had fun today and you want to show us a little bit of love, we sure would love your iTunes reviews. Five stars and please add a sentence. This just allows other people to find us in the algorithm. It's all about the algorithm. Yeah, and if you don't have anything nice to say, don't leave a review. (laughs) Call Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) We love you so much. We love you. We hope to see you at our live shows and give you lots of hugs. And I love you, Joey. I love you, Yellow Marie Marsh. We love you, Joe Bitches. Love you. Bye. Oh, no, but seriously, silent your your fucking computer, Joseph. Okay, don't curse in the first 20 seconds of the podcast. Hijacked. The night angel and Josh. Oh, oh. Uh, Not just stolen. (laughs) No, I'm sure you're. (laughs) No, I'm sure. Don't great, Jennifer. Oh, my God. Functioning uh, security. Wow, I'm so excited I can't even talk. How are you? I'm not great. Okay. Um, But. Yeah, well, they took him to the railroad tracks. Did you already say that? Yeah. Okay, sorry. He doesn't listen to me. I do listen to you. I love you. You can add that to the the outtakes, Jennifer. Sorry. I was very involved. It was very wrapped up. So, um... Uh, This is my podcast. Cue the music. Can you play my body all over your body? 